Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news in health research. Got a great show lined up for you guys today, and be sure to check out the product of the week on sale for the last day, the Super Potent E for over 10% off and many of the other kits that we're actually going to get into today, including the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit, which will be on sale for the next couple days. And also be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. Looks like the Magnesium Brain Foods winning by a landslide. Surprise, surprise. Always does. Always does. Probably one of our top sellers we have, something I use every single day, and so does Dad. And so, again, hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. we got a lot of health articles we're going to get into today. And one of the first ones I want to kind of circle back on from last week, and I talked to you guys about it with the chloride, which is the pesticide and growth regulator that they're now finding is showing up in like 80% of Americans. I talked about this a few weeks ago, or about a week or two ago, and how basically Quaker Oats and Cheerios, 92% of all oat-based foods, including Quakers and Cheerios, are basically contaminated with this stuff. And essentially the EPA has now proposed expanding the chloramiquat use to staple grains to increase more yields despite health risk. As I talk on a regular basis, the EPA, it's ironic to me how they continue to compromise the food system of the American population. They continue to allow more and more toxic elements and pesticides and herbicides to be added to the food supply while they tell everyone, you know, we've got to drive EV cars because, you know, it's for the planet. It's for your safety. You drive electric lithium-ion batteries that blow up at random because it's for your safety. But we're going to keep adding more pesticides to the food supply. Ironically enough, now I was reading more research on it, and it was talking about how the animal studies of this chlormaquat that's found in essentially all these oat products, it says right here, they showed in historical published animal studies, reproductive decline in pigs raised on chlormaquat treated grains, disrupted estrogen cycling and difficulty mating, decreased fertilization capacity of sperm in male mice, reduced sperm motility in male rats, delayed onset of puberty, decreased weights of male reproductive organs, and decreased testosterone significantly in male rats, dysregulated fetal growth of head and bones, dysregulated metabolism. This stuff sounds great for the food supply. I think everybody just needs to eat it. I'm joking sarcastically. It's ironic to me that we've been watching now this war on men and the testosterone levels continually dropping on a regular basis from generation to generation. You're watching the health repeatedly decline. You're watching issues with reproduction problems that are continuing to go through the roof. I know multiple families now that have had issues as far as having babies and having to do all types of different options on it. my heart goes out there, but that's a rough time when that happens. But you've got to start looking. I've talked to so many families about this, husbands and wives, when they come to the office, and I've talked to them, and they're having some of these issues. And I tell them, I said, one of the biggest things, you know, especially the woman needs to do, is get her diet under control and get rid of these toxins out of her body. Continue to go in and detox the body, run GHI cleanse, run detox fit, run the beet juice powder, and get the body really detoxified. And the man needs to make sure he maintains healthy testosterone and sperm count. Those two things right there really help out significantly. And I've watched a lot of positive aspects because what we're seeing now with the food supply, and we talked about this last week now, with the ultra-pasteurized milk. You know, I talked to Landy the other day, and she went to the store, actually, and they had a health food section at the store, at the grocery store, and she looked for any milk, any milk that wasn't ultra-pasteurized. Went through every single one. Every single organic milk, even organic goat's milk, is now ultra-pasteurized on the store. And what I found out now is they've done this, 
in an attempt to allow these milks to be extremely long as far as stable uh, shelf life. A lot of these milks that I've found, they don't even have to be refrigerated. They won't grow anything or go bad. You can leave them out on the counter for weeks and not refrigerate them. They don't, they don't go bad. They're now classified as ultra-pasteurized food. And between the seed oils, the fat, the sugar, the starch, the emulsifiers, the monodiglycerides, the soy lecithin, they're continually stripping the food of positive elements and adding in more and more toxins. So again, consumers are tired in most cases of paying these prices for these toxic elements and continually getting sicker from them. And that's why I tell you, it's really simplistic. And once you start doing it, it's a really easy concept and it's reading the label and understand what you're eating and doing some research. Cause I promise you, once you start eating clean and you start doing your research about what you're putting in your body, you will be shocked on how much better you feel. Even just do it for two weeks, three weeks, you do it a month. You'll be shocked. You cut out all processed foods and you cut out all processed ingredients in foods for an entire month. You will be shocked on how much better you feel, especially if you throw in stuff like the ultimate multiple or for guys as well, the tribulus of the testosterone stack and continue to get your body functioning properly with hormones and get it detoxified with healthy foods on top of that you'll be shocked on how much better you feel what do you think dad as far as because we're, we're seeing an epidemic now as far as with weight problems and health problems and everything else now and well it ties right together with another article that just came out in the daily mail it says scientists confirm what women have always known men really do let themselves go after marriage and so men start piling on pounds within five years of tying the knot so I guess what the liberals were going to say is, well, you should just get divorced every four years. Oh, and if you take five years, I guess. I mean, that way you don't start piling on pounds. I'm being facetious, of course. Uh, but the reality is, is that a lot of this is due to exactly what you said, Austin. These compounds that are in the food supply are estrogens. Yes. All the pesticides are estrogens. The plastics are estrogens. And we get overloaded with estrogen. And so we don't have the sufficient amount of testosterone to maintain healthy body fat levels and muscular weight. Yep. So what ends up happening is as you get older and you start letting yourself go, that's because you start changing your diet. Now, ladies, let me fuss for just one second. Now, I'm not going to fuss at you because guys are just as big irresponsible as this as they are. You know, I had a good friend of mine years ago. His name was Rock. And he married a girl who had lost 100 pounds before they got married. Just letting you know that, okay? And I'm not going to give you any last names. I, this, this, is not, this is not a positive story. And so Rock basically married this girl, and she immediately gained the 100 pounds back after they got married. She had dropped down to like, you know, 130, 140. It was about to 250 again within a two-year period. And she started eating all the same foods that she had done to gain all the weight to start with. There you go. And Rock gained 150 pounds. He went from about 180 to about 320. He gained weight right with her because he was eating the same food she was eating. And then finally it got to the point where – you know, he no longer wanted to be, you know, in that type of lifestyle and she wouldn't change it. She wouldn't lose the weight back down. She couldn't get pregnant because she was so obese that he finally just pulled the plug on the marriage and he lost his 150 pounds and she continued to run around at 350 pounds. The problem was, you know, this stuff doesn't come on you in one day. It creeps up on you. And so these guys say, well, these, they start to gain weight after five years. Then you notice when they get divorced in many cases, the guys go back to the gym. They start eating chicken and vegetables. They start eating clean. You know, they get, they get, they get, they lose 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or hundred pounds because now they know they're back out in the dating pool. And now they have to be basically desirable to the opposite sex in order to date somebody who they want to date who's going to be in shape. The same thing is true for, for men and for women. Women gain the weight. They lose the weight when they want to get remarried. I mean, I saw the girl just the other day. She's in the process of getting a divorce and she's lost like 50, 60, 70 pounds now that she'd gained while she was married. Well, here's the question I've got to ask everybody, whether you're a man or a woman. Why do you want to do that to your spouse? 
I'm, I'm just asking the question. Why is that? Why, why, why do you want to gain 100 pounds while you're married to somebody and not be the same person that you were when you started dating them? Just a curiosity question more than anything else. I, I had a girl that I knew here locally. She was a beauty pageant winner. And sure, her, fa- her husband went off to a war over in Afghanistan. This is many, this is 20, 30 years ago. And she had won a bunch of beauty contests. And I, she, she was a hairdresser. She started cutting my hair. And she'd gained about 20 pounds, you could tell, since high school. And, you know, but still, she, was, she still was pretty. I, I, I went there and I had my hair cut for like a year and a half. And, and, and within that year and a half, she literally gained another 100 pounds. Well, her dad, her husband was basically deployed over in Iraq. He came back and saw his wife again, 100 pounds. He immediately divorced her. And you think, well, that wasn't the right reason to divorce her. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment here. The Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged. Whatever. The point is, is why did she feel it was okay? Now, every time I went to get my hair cut, she always had like a two-liter thing of diet soda. There you go. I'm, I'm telling you what she had. Empty calories. And I kept telling her, I kept saying, look, that product makes you gain weight because it messes up the blood sugar metabolism, it messes up insulin, it messes up you know, all these different things, glucagon. You don't want to put this in your body. It fools your body into thinking that you're not doing this, but you're doing that. You start storing body fat. I said, don't drink diet sodas. They're the worst thing you do if you want to lose weight. Just drink water. Drink purified water, distilled water, and you'll help you lose weight. And she didn't want to hear that. She was going to suck on it because she was addicted to diet soda. So she gained the weight, gained the weight. Remember, when you drink alcohol, it decreases the body's ability to produce an enzyme called lipase. 10% of the molecular structure of aspartame is methanol or paint thinner or alcohol. And so it destroys the liver function for the production of lipase. So you start storing body fat instead of burning body fat. And I've, I've seen this over, and I've seen guys do the same thing. I have a friend of mine, well, I haven't seen him in years. He was a friend in high school, and he was like a four-letter athlete. I mean, basketball, you know, track, field, all kinds of stuff. And the guy was in phenomenal condition. I remember sitting there one time when we were talking in, in class, we were in a senior or whatever, and, I mean, he's covered in veins. He's super vascular. His arms are vascular. His legs are vascular. He's an athlete. Well, I saw him a few years later, you know, at, at a public, you know, store. And he, he has, like, two cases of beer. Also knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. He had two cases of beer under his arms. And he had gained at least 200 pounds since high school. He was about 170 in high school. He's about, about, you know, about, two, three, about 370 now. And I, I couldn't believe how big he was. And then I saw him at the last class reunion years ago. And he was so sick and so heavily medicated that he didn't really know he was there. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He couldn't even really communicate anymore. And so you start thinking to yourself, why do people do that? Well, they do that because, number one, they don't know any better. Number two, it's not important to them. There you go. You know, and the other day, Austin, I was talking to Van, my workout partner, and he and I are in the gym six days a week. And I said, you know what's interesting about this, Van, is I said that, you know, we come in here and we work out because we started training as when we were children. We started, we were athletes as children. We were athletes in high school. We were athletes in college. And he was in the NFL after college. And I said, we learned and developed a behavioral pattern that wanted us to work out and stay in the shape. And I said, here we are. Now, the other day, he brought a friend over here. And the guy's a few years older than us. He could barely walk. It, it was like watching a, you know, a, you know, a horror show. He was literally taking steps that were three inches long. He's shuffling. And that's one of the things that happens when you get older and you become sedentary. And you sit in a chair and your ligaments and your tendons start to tighten up. And you no longer stretch out. You no longer work out. And you become basically you know, an invalid. You can't really walk or do anything. And I asked him, I talked to him yesterday. I said, why can't you walk? I asked him, because I was, he has some health issues right now. And he goes, well, I can walk. And I'm like, well, let's see you take a step. Couldn't do it. He was so tied up in a knot, he couldn't take a step. Now I'm not making, now listen to me, friends. I'm not making fun of this at all. Okay. Cause I'm in the gym six days a week. I'm telling you, this guy was a few years older than I am. And he was a mess. And so when you sit around in a chair all day long and you watch TV, 
and you sit there and drink, eat Doritos, and you eat all kinds of pizza junk, and beer. Pizza and beer. You know, you're going to stove up. Your body's going to tighten up on you. Don't do that. Stretch out in the gym on an ongoing basis. If you're not going to do anything else, anything else, walk. Get some good walking shoes on. Try not to walk on concrete and try to walk at least half a mile to a mile every single day. There's a real nice walking trail over in Lake Lewis, around Lake Hollingsworth. It's a three-mile walk. I'm always going over there at least once to twice a month, and I'm always walking three miles, walking three miles, walking three miles. And I step out long when I do it. I walk fast because that allows me to stretch everything out along with working out in the gym every day. You know, in the, in the gym in the mornings, I hang. I stretch my shoulders out. I hang by my arms. I'll do like 15 leg raises, hanging leg raises, to stretch my entire torso out so I maintain ligaments and maintain tension and maintain you know, tendon strength and maintain flexibility. And it really helps the shoulders. But be very careful. If you've got shoulder issues, you don't want to start off doing that right away. Very, very important. But be very careful with all of this stuff because you'll start getting the weight very, very quickly. One more thing, too. Be careful with mushrooms. A lot of people that I know, in fact, I had a friend of mine contact me the other day, almost had to be hospitalized because she decided to do some mushrooms and get high on mushrooms. I told her not to do it. She did it anyhow. Now, the poison center is calling for magic mushrooms have basically spiked after decriminalization study finds. Calls from teens tripled from 18 to 22, and 75% of callers needed a doctor because they basically started to poison themselves. This girl was puking and almost had to be vomiting. Probably the wrong mushrooms, too. Man. Well, and, well, there's and there's some was, toxic well, mushrooms well, out there. And she went and she basically got, only had to be hospital, lost like 20 pounds in two weeks. She was happy about that. But the reality is she almost killed herself. And I told her, I said, look, if you have Jesus Christ living in your heart, if you have the righteous peace and joy from the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you don't need to take hallucinogen products. You don't need any of that stuff. And she told me, she goes, right. She, after she's lived and didn't die, she goes, you know, I'm never going to do that again, ever, ever, ever. Now, now another interesting thing. Now, let me, let me add, I do want to spin off that real quick, though. There are some really healthy natural mushrooms. Like, we used to have the mushroom complex. No, that's different. That's completely different. We're not These talking are, they about They that. aren't hallucinogens. No, they're not hallucinogens. No, We're no. working back on that formula again because the quality testing wasn't where it needed to be on the last batch. Because I've had a lot of people ask them about that with the mushroom complex. That's a really good formula. It helps out with cortisol. helps out with energy. helps out with adrenal function. That is not what he's talking no, I, I about. Still take, I still have something. I still take that. Yeah, and that's I, a great product. And, We're coming back out with it again. One more comment, and I'll give it back over to Austin. Florida measles outbreak continues to grow as two more children are diagnosed. Now think about this. It's a measles outbreak with 20 million people. Two people come down with the measles. What is wrong with these people? And then they say, here it comes. Here comes you the know You already know what's okay. coming next on the headline. As the state surgeon is accused of fueling the crisis by allowing unvaccinated kids to go to school because of the religious exemptions in Florida, millions there of children go. now have taken advantage of that in the state of Florida and say, you know what? We don't want 100 vaccines in our children by the time they're 18 years old. You know, we don't want that. We're just for the show. We were talking about the measles vaccine. Now you should get a v measles vaccine. Now you can't. Now you get an MMR, MMR vaccine. And so the crazy part about it is they want more kids to get the MMR vaccine, which causes permanent nerve and brain damage. And a lot of these children has been directly linked by the research done to autism, especially in young black boys. But oh, make sure you get that MNR shot. This is insane. You know, here's the deal. Measles isn't fatal in 99.99999% of the cases. It's, it's miserable. I had it when I was little, but you get a lifetime immunity to it. Chickenpox, same thing. You get this miserable. You get it, you get, you get an immunity to it. And then with chickenpox, you end up getting the, you know, the HIV-1, basically, in your body that's dormant now. You use lysine to stop all of that. Or if you get a chickenpox you know, vaccine, you end up basically having the HSV-1 put into your body. All of these things they do to us on an ongoing basis aren't necessary as those types of vaccines are. I mean, human beings made it for thousands and thousands of years without any vaccinations. Just a newsflash. But suddenly, you know, we have to vaccinate everybody with 100 shots. Why? It's the medical industrial complex that makes all the money on that. Plus, it dumbs down these kids, causing 
tens of millions of children now to have autism, learning disabilities, mental disorders, and everything else. And what they do for that, then they have to put them on drugs. They got to put them on Prozac or Zoloft or, you know, or methylbodiazepines, all those different things they put them on. And the problem with that is they all have warning box labels that they cause you to commit suicide. This is insanity that they do this stuff, and they give it to the kids, give it to the kids, and give it to the kids, and these kids are committing suicide in record numbers, along with adults are committing suicide in record numbers because they're being put on these psychiatric drugs, which in most cases have only a placebo effect. I did a whole article on that a few weeks ago. So be very careful if your doctor says, well, I got this drug for you and that drug for you, and then we're going to give you this drug. I had a friend of mine I was talking to the other day. They went in. They were having a little problem with depression. The doctor prescribed nine different psychiatric meds at once. Well, well, here's the problem. You see, these medications, these meds, they're all recorded. And then, of course, the manufacturer gets a record of these doctor's scripts. And then the doctor gets golf clubs or free vacation or free conference or financial kickbacks. It's been proven over and over and over again. So if I can prescribe 1,000 people this year to get on Prozac and Zoloft and nine other compounds, I'm going to get all this free stuff. What are, we, what are we trying to win the lotto here by giving out drugs? What is wrong with these guys? Where, where's the Hippocratic Oath? Where are the side effects tested with nine different prescription drugs? I had a good friend of mine. He's a pastor up in Georgia. And I'm not going to get personal here, but I'm going to say this. I'm not going to mention any names. He had a problem with blood sugar. That's what he had. He had a problem with blood sugar. He had erratic behavior when his blood sugar would drop. And he constantly was up and down, up and down, up and down. Finally, he went to a brain clinic in Atlanta. Before it was over, they had on a dozen psychiatric cocktails. Great guy. And all of a sudden, he's like a zombie walking around. Finally, he goes into a rehab center, goes in there and detoxes for a few weeks, come up all these drugs. A week later, he comes out, shoots himself and kills himself, commits suicide. Pastor. And you're like, what the heck? Be very careful when they want to put you on prescription drugs and psychiatric drugs. Now, I'm not saying that every once in a while. There may be something that actually may feel better, or the placebo effect makes you feel better or whatever. But most of these products are never designed, and I was talking about this the other day, for years and years and no. years and years and or years. Or in combination. That, 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 one, that, that one product, that sustained release Prozac, that effects your compound. Man, does it have the side effects. It, you should look that one up. And people get on that stuff, and they get on it for decades. And they have all these crazy behavioral patterns. You think, what the heck? Well, a lot of them are like that. I'm not just picking that particular drug. The sad part about it is you should always, always, always go to a doctor who's not willing to do that to start with and try alternative and natural protocols. 100%. If, if they're not willing to do that, then you should find another doctor. And before you go on those types of drugs, go get a PDR, physician's desk reference, or go to the pharmacist and say, I want a full printout of all of the side effects. Or better yet, put down toxic side effects of Fifexor. Just put it in the thing. And, have, and look at it online and read about it and see if you really want to deal with it. You see, you're a little down today. Okay, now you're going to have a product that's going to be linked to suicide. What do you want to do? Take some cod liver oil, take some omega-3 fats, take some B-complex, take some 5-HTP, or you want to take a product that may make you go out and shoot yourself or kill yourself. Think through this stuff before you do it. Doctors are not God. You know, read that book by Dr. Mendelssohn, Confessions of a Medical Heretic, and he completely equates the entire medical profession to the clergy, how they wear their gowns, their white lab coat, how they wear their crucifixes by their stethoscopes, how they walk in and have the power of life and death and say, you're going to die within 90 days. Who do you think you are telling somebody that? Now, whether it's true or not, from your, quote, educated prognosis, it doesn't make any difference. You're not God, and you can't tell somebody they're going to die. You can say, well, this may or may not work. Your life expectancy may be this or this or this, but I don't know. I'm not God. Why can't you say that? 
instead of telling them and giving them these curses like this. So I have a real problem with the medical profession in general. 95% of them don't like them. 5% of them are phenomenal people. I love them. They're incredible. They care about their patients. We had one idiot MD over in Lakeland when Lana was pregnant, this with this latest pregnancy, Austin's wife, she would have put her on like Prozac because she was having morning sickness. It's spite of the fact that all this research is coming out now that you never put a pregnant woman on these types of compounds because it'll affect brain development in the unborn infant. But yet this woman, oh, this would be good for morning sickness. What is wrong with her? We found out primarily it was electrolyte imbalance. We was able to correct it very quickly without putting her on drugs. But this is the mindset that these guys have, and that's what they teach them with their continuing education. It has nothing to do with prevention has everything to do with how many drugs can I prescribe, how many golf clubs can I get, and how many free vacations can I go on. Blue Cross Blue Shield, was it 90%? 90% compliance rate with a pediatrician with vaccines. They get 50, 60, $100,000 bonuses per year. That's a lot of money, friends. Yeah. And that gives them a huge incentive to do that and keep these kids vaccinated, even though they know that a lot of times they vaccinate these 18-month-old kids, their lights go out within two weeks. One of those 18-month boosters with that MMR. And they don't, but they know it does. And they go, well, it's just a cost that society has to pay in order to prevent these diseases. Guys, we didn't pay these costs to start with. We've been around for thousands of years, and we didn't have to vaccinate. Think through this stuff and think what you're doing. Isn't it better to eat a clean diet like Austin was talking about earlier? Isn't it just better to do that than it is to take all these drugs? What do you think, Austin? Well, it's funny to me, you know, these same groups that come out and tell you that these things are safe and these drugs are safe are the same individuals that rolled with the Sackler family and told everybody that Oxycontin wasn't addictive. Wasn't addictive. Wasn't addictive. 100% safe and effective opiate was not addictive at all. And we, well, we saw what happened with that epidemic as far as the United States with opioids. Billions of dollars in fines. Billions. And they, still way, they still made way more than they ever paid and, and, and nobody ever went to jail. No, never. And so that's the thing you got to really ask yourself with a lot of these drugs. Are some of them effective as far as what they need to be? Are they specific tools? Yes, absolutely. Can they be used for specific reasons? Absolutely. But as far as just blindly going in and stacking these drugs together, it's usually not that good of an idea. And the same thing I've talked to you guys about before with as far as the children's vaccination schedule. Why is it, even if you understand the physiology of young children, you realize that their immune systems don't even start developing until they're, you know, 18 months, 24 months, really actually start developing. Why do we give them the MMR shot, which, by the way, is at six months now. The MMR shot rolls out of six months, along with a host of other injections. They do six months and then eight months, I think 12 months. I, I, I haven't looked at the schedule recently, but it's insane how many shots they have. If you're concerned, if you're really concerned about some of these specific elements of diseases, allegedly, and you're really that concerned about them, why don't you just wait and do some more research and let your child grow a couple of years and develop before you start doing it to where if they do get the shot, they can actually give you some feedback or something. I'm not recommending the shot, but I'm saying why is this concept to where you have to start injecting children at three months and six months old when they have literally no immune system? And again, it's to start them off the medical industrial complex very early. And in most cases, autoimmune and inflammatory responses go through the roof after these shots. They have to start going to antibiotics adenoids removed, tonsils removed, tubes in the ears. Watched it happen hundreds of times now and had emails from all over the country from people telling me the exact same story. So just do your own research. I'm not telling you what to do with your own kids, but do your own research and come to your own conclusion. That's all I'm asking you to do. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Speaking of more side effects, a new research study suggests the interval between vaccine doses between using a single dose of the COVID shot, speaking of this, and basically having a shot that's closer with the booster shot, 
can reduce your risk of myocarditis the longer you wait between your second shot. Now, here's the, cra- here's the crazy part about this. They said cardiologists are concerned about asymptomatic myocarditis and say any risk of heart inflammation in a population is a risk of experiencing this from the injection. So what they're saying is here, in the February peer review paper, and this, this is what's ironic about this, researchers observed significantly lower cumulative incident of myocarditis or heart inflammation among adolescents who received their second vaccine dosage more than 56 days after their first dose compared to those who received their second dose within 21 to 27 days. Researchers compared the risk of myocarditis between standard and extended dose intervals in 12 to 17-year-olds who received two doses of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Among 140,000 adolescents who received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine, 91% received a second dose. Approximately 43% of those adolescents received their second dose in an extended interval, meaning it was months after the first shot. During that study period, a total of 84 adolescents were hospitalized for conditions related to heart inflammation, primarily myocarditis. In the subgroup analysis among male adolescents, the incident of myocarditis was significantly lower in the extended interval group compared to the standard group. They're saying here is the longer you wait between the second shot, the lower your risk of myocarditis, meaning there is a risk of myocarditis from the shot and they're ignoring it and pretending like it doesn't matter. And that's why some of these researchers are coming in now and saying any risk of myocarditis in an adolescent who has no significant risk of COVID-19 serious side effects or long-term effects, because we know this survival rate is like 99.9997% from COVID for young adults and young adolescents. But yet you're saying here that the longer you wait between the second COVID shot, the lower your risk of myocarditis, meaning the risk of myocarditis is there between both directly related to the shot. Just thought I would throw that out there because it's funny now how the research is they're coming out now with is showing that these effects are very real, very significant, and yet a lot of these individuals still won't address it. You already know the mainstream media is not talking about any of it. Also, to another news, this is switching gears. This is a very serious topic. This is a very sobering topic. It's a very graphic topic. It's going to be about two or three minutes, but I'm going to bring this up because this is becoming a serious problem all across the country. And this is a headline news story that now is getting a lot of coverage because it got ignored for the last week and that law enforcement and mainstream media refused to cover any of it. And now a lot of places are starting to cover it because it's gone viral on social media. We have now seen massive incidences of individuals coming across the border from straight criminal thugs that are basically here to do great bodily harm to some people in the United States. That is not conspiracy. That is a fact. We've watched it now. We've seen the documented evidence. We've seen the police reports. We've talked to people with the incidences. I know, personally know from law enforcement what's happening now. There was an incident that occurred not too long ago with a buddy of mine that they were out riding side-by-sides at an old property called Rancho that's now been overtaken by a lot of individuals from other countries as far as they go out there and ride side-by-sides, including Puerto Ricans and individuals that basically are here with gangs. And they were there with their kids, parked under a tree canopy, hanging out with their children, guys that I've known for years. And basically a group of Puerto Ricans pulled up. One of them pulled out a short barrel M16. He had a sear in it or something in it. It was fully automatic, unloaded an entire magazine towards the group, hit multiple side-by-sides. One of the rounds hit my buddy in the face, came through his cheek, and came out behind his ear. Doctors said they had never seen a round do this as far as it actually not kill you from a 5.56 caliber in the face. And he survived, got a scar from it, talked to him personally about it. Law enforcement, sheriff's department that they filed the police report with said the groups of gangs that are coming up 
from South America and from Puerto Rico now absolutely have no regard for human life. They do a lot of these instances as ways to essentially get in with the gangs and to basically get clout with the gangs and essentially make their name known so that people know that they're violent individuals. This is happening right here in Florida. Right now in Athens, Georgia, you guys saw this yesterday, with Lakin Riley. She's a 22-year-old med student at the University College of Nursing in Athens, Georgia. Bright future ahead of her, straight A's. I looked her report. Great, I mean, great, great student. She went for a run on a trail on the campus that is well lit in the daytime, told her friends she was going for a run, had her cell phone with her, and essentially never came back. Law enforcement found her out in the woods. Now they have said, essentially, they didn't know what happened, no idea what happened. Initial reports said that essentially they didn't know who the murderer was, they didn't know who what the status was. Well, now it's come out now that essentially the individual that did this has now been caught on camera, and his name was Jose Antonio Libera, 26 years old, facing eight charges now for basically murdering and kidnapping this girl. And what's crazy about this is the surveillance video footage of him attacking her was first omitted from the initial reports. They said they had no idea what his migration status was. They had no idea what his criminal background was. And essentially, Athens residents have gone up in arms now about this. And essentially, the Associated Press had the audacity to release an article last week saying the killing of a nursing student out of for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. Excuse me? A 22-year-old nursing student going for a run in broad daylight? The harm of fears of solo female athletes? No, how about the fears for these women for 26-year-old illegal migrants that come into the country? Now we found out more and more research with this guy that he came in. He came in across the U.S. El Paso-Texas border. They now know that essentially he was charged in New York City last year ago for reckless child endangerment, was charged with a felony before he could basically get picked up from basically the uh, immigration authorities, he was released without bond on felony charges in New York, fled from New York, went down to Athens, Georgia, was then arrested four months ago for shoplifting, grand theft, didn't go to court, had a contempt of court, a warrant out for him currently right now, along with the felony charges in New York City, and then essentially had no idea who this girl was apparently, and essentially grabbed her, tried to rape her, killed her, and essentially in part of the police report, they simply said that she had extreme trauma to the skull. Essentially, he, he beat her skull in. 26-year-old beat her to death, left her in the woods. This is what's happening now excuse me, across these individuals with these MS-13 gangs and people that are coming here to do great bodily harm. It is absolutely crucial. This is not the United States that we used to know. It, it's not anymore, Dad. This, this is not the U.S. that we used to know back in the day where you could go run around and do a lot of this stuff. And I'm not saying live in fear. What I'm saying is make sure you're using situational awareness. Make sure you're staying awake and aware when you're out and about. One of the most dangerous things you can do and people don't send me letters on it because it says it helps you stay focused and you like to do this better is putting in earbuds while you're going never do that run. never i'm telling you right now you talk to any law enforcement or any retired military they will tell you running out in public now if you're at the gym 
with your friends and you're doing cardio or you're doing Stairmaster or whatever. Throw your earbuds in, train your guts out, push it all the way. Going out for a run in a public setting by yourself where you have no peripheral behind your back and you have no idea who's behind you, going for a run with earbuds in is one of the worst decisions you can make from a security standpoint. This is something that needs to be addressed along with the fact that I've, I've intentionally told girls this, and this is the problem now with these universities that have restricted firearm as far as legal firearm carrying. protect themselves. You can't carry a firearm on campus because it's a felony. But yet this guy can run around on campus, multi-felon, out on basically warrant right now, goes and kills her, and they completely disregard it under the media. Make sure it doesn't take but a couple classes to understand basic hand-to-hand -hand skills. You may not be a combat veteran doing that, but you can understand at least some skills and then using situational awareness. Just a couple, well, it was like two weeks ago, Lana went to the store. She had Stetson, my son, with her. She was basically leaving. This is a really high-end health food store, but it's a small parking lot off by itself. She goes to walk out to her vehicle, which is parked right up front. You can literally hit the front door of the rock where she's parked at, and this guy basically walked right up the sidewalk some hoodlum with a hood on in the middle of basically the day while it's raining and walks up to her and basically starts trying to talk to her and engage her in conversation. She immediately walks back inside and talks to the girls and the guys inside and says, listen, I don't know who this guy is. He just walked out of nowhere, almost blindsided me. And basically while I was walking to my vehicle, so she stayed inside, waited till he left. They monitored him. They saw him go all the way across the parking lot, another parking lot, walking around, essentially scoping out areas. And she immediately got in her vehicle, locked the door, started the car, and then locked up Stetson. These situations like this are very, very sketchy. I get it, especially for females that can be targets. Situations like this, in some cases, though, can be prevented with at least a mild amount of situational awareness and understanding that there are some people in society that will literally kill you just as they would assume look at you. And that's not a fun topic. I'm not trying to be weird today and spook people, but there are groups in some of these areas in different parts of the world and the United States, they have no regard for human life. Killing you, bashing somebody's skull in, gutting you, it doesn't affect them. They won't even think about it the next day. They will just go on with whatever perverted debauchery they're involved in the next day and go on with their life. Understand that, and when you realize that, you understand that you have to be aware in certain situations. You need to be as prepared as you possibly can and use situational awareness because this is really sad now. And her family's, I mean, they're up in arms about this. I mean, their 20-year-old, 22-year-old daughter basically got beat to death out in the woods in broad daylight on campus. And this guy now, they've been trying to run damage control. The fact that he's multi-time felon with warrants out for him from Venezuela, and he's running around the street still because of the no-bond, zero-dollar policy that all these democratic cities have enacted on purpose to cause this exact issue right now to ensue chaos and cause more problems in society, Dad. But I didn't, this is a topic It's not real fun, but I want to bring this up about Lake and Riley because it's a very sad incident. But again, this isn't going to stop. Americans got to realize we're in the middle of a war right now and we're having an invasion of the southern border. It's not a joke. Wow, that was an intense. I, 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 so, sorry to come at everybody like that, but I saw no, this article man. and I've had multiple guys in law enforcement now call me and talk to me over the last couple of weeks. And they said they have seen an unprecedented amount of individuals in Florida now and involving you, in gangs that are just well, violent. See what they want to do is they want to assign blame to this girl. My deepest condolences to her family. They want to assign blame to her. That's exactly what they're trying and, to do. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, so, you know, we need to understand that this is not okay. Uh, we need to understand that we basically can't assign blame to the victim. I mean, you know, I know when I walk around Lake Hollingsworth, whenever I hear somebody coming up behind me, I don't wear earbuds. No. I will immediately stop and turn around. 
I'm like this everywhere I go on sidewalks. I'm I'm not paranoid. I'm just very aware. There's a difference. There's a big you difference. Know, I don't want people walking up behind me. That's why I sit in a restaurant with my back to the wall facing the door. Yep. And I'm always carrying a weapon. I've always got a gun on me. I have, I have a concealed weapons permit for the state of Florida. And, you know, if I go on. If you a, could survive in Florida growing up, you realize there's a lot of things that can kill you here. Well, I remember when you were a kid, you used to drive all over the, all over the neighborhood on a bicycle. Remember, you used to go to the Valley oh, yeah. State. I mean, you used to drive all over everywhere, all down to Medora. That's everywhere. when the population was 5,000 at Auburndale. I mean, you, you used to drive everywhere. I mean, yeah. when you, you were a kid. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, 100 years ago. No, you, when you were a kid. 25 and, years ago. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and we, ne- we never, if you don't want to lock the doors, you didn't have to. It's it no big deal. Nobody ever messed with anything. And and then we now we see people coming next door and peeping in people's windows because oh, yeah. we have an entire subdivision across the street now with people who don't speak English, who don't work. We probably have 25 people living in some of these houses. It's just never single ends. But I want to read you something else. And this is a, this is an article that says it's from the Burning Platform. It says there are countless stories of migrants committing crimes only to be released back into society. Yep. Disgraced dual Israeli citizen Secretary Mayorkas, who they tried to impeach believes that crimes committed by migrants should not be politicized. In other words, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Mayorkas uttered this statement after a human smuggler killed a 71-year-old grandmother and her 7-year-old daughter, granddaughter. All DHS had to do was to make one phone call to El Salvador to know he was an MS-13 gang member. Angel families, the new term used to describe families of victims who were murdered by illegal immigrants, migrants. An organization by the name, same name is demanding that the Biden administration uphold its oath to protect Americans from foreign invasion. Our goal for this is to happen before it takes hundreds of thousands of lives to basically prove that they're going to kill everybody. Uh, it goes on to say, the federal government, this is the reason I'm reading this whole article now, the federal government is not imposing U.S. laws on non-U.S. citizens living in the U.S. taxpayer no. dollars. I'm going to repeat that. The federal government is not imposing U.S. laws on non-U.S. citizens living on U.S. taxpayer funds. It is now on individual states to implement legislation to protect their own citizens. Yep. Even then, the federal government under Biden-Harris is pushing back on every single attempt to impose law and order by the states. Article goes on to say, where are the feminist groups? The bleeding heart, virtue-signaling liberals are the state of cognitive dissonance where they cannot accept the reality that the illegal immigrants pose a grave danger to society. Mass deportation, and they're right, is the only answer. Well, that will never happen so long as establishments remain in power. The cost of open border policies has risen to hundreds of billions of dollars per year, but no price tag can be placed on human life. And the thing about this is, is this is all part of Cloward and Piven, which we've talked about so many times on this show, to overwhelm the social infrastructure of, an, of, of, of basically the United States of America to basically bankrupt the United States. And, you know, the crazy part about this is, you know, we sit back and we watch all this and, and you know, and we read things like this from the Daily Mail. I'm just going to be kind of because remember, my orcus is a doggone dual Israeli citizen. Just anybody who's a dual citizen from any country, I don't care if they're a Jew or a Russian or a German or British or South American, I don't care what they are. If they're a dual citizen with any other country, they should not serve to make laws for the United States of America, period. Because they have a mixed life, they have a mixed love, they have a mixed, they're basically torn between two different worlds. You know, their world that they're a citizen of that they can go to anytime they want in the United States, which they're a citizen of. Israel has the strictest border policies of any country in the world. They're an apartheid state. They don't send me letters, I don't want to hear it. And by the way, when you send me pro-Israeli stuff to my askdrtedb at yahoo.com, all it does is get you blocked. I'm just going to tell you that straight up. I had to block some more people today. I'm not going to listen to it. 
why don't you read the stuff I post on my website? Why don't you do some of your own research and realize what's happening in Gaza? There's no excuse for this. The slaughtering of women and children. They are now bombing people 100 miles away from their borders now, just bombing them in Lebanon. You know, look at Syria. All this stuff is not okay. You can't just have unlimited warfare because you have the Schofield Reference Bible and the Christians are out there supporting you and you just do what you think you can do what everybody would. It's, it's not okay. A dual citizen from any country in the world should not be allowed to serve in the U.S. Congress or Senate. That's a fact. Or in state houses, period. Mixed loyalty. What, what, what do we have? Dual Chinese-American citizens you know, in Congress, dual Russian-American citizens in Congress and Senate. Do, do they, everybody freak out. Do you freak out? I said all that to say this. This is, this is, this is okay. Did you like this one? Frustrated Jewish Harvard alumni plan a massive audit of classes they claimed entire programs are built on anti-Semitic lies as universally allowed hatred to fester with little intervention by administrators. The Harvard Jewish Alumni Alliance is reportedly, this is from the Daily Mail, by the way, I posted it. The Harvard Jewish Alumni Alliance is reportedly launching an audit of the university's classes to root out the causes of anti-Semitism. The alumni group was established after October the 7th Hamas attack on Israel, which brought an anti-Israel protesters out of the Harvard campus because they were killing the people in Gaza. They held a meeting with interim university president Alan Garber last month, requesting to launch a transparent inquiry. Jewish Harvard alumni are reporting planning an audit of the university's course rooting offerings to root out what they believe is causing this. Stop, wait a minute. I can tell you what's causing it. You're machine gunning children and women and pregnant women in Gaza and leaving them dead. 29,000 dead now in Gaza. When Israel turned off its air defense systems and allowed this intrusion to happen into their airspace, and then they said, we had no idea it was going to happen. There are so many surveillance cameras in Gaza and so many informed people in Gaza and so many, you know, Mossad agents in Gaza. They know what people use the bathroom in Gaza. And they're telling me that they don't know what the hang gliders are coming over to drop bombs. Are you kidding me? They knew exactly what was going to go happen. And they allowed it to happen as a precipitating false flag incident to allow this to happen. They say, well, ah, you can't. Yeah, I've already covered this months ago in detail. And I talked about it. Don't start on me on this. I don't want to deal with it. We have given this country too much power over the United States with the dual Israeli citizens we've allowed to go into office. And that's why I talk about, you know, the, you know, the, the different senators and state legislatures and all these other people have tried to bring this out. And people just get they get eviscerated, say they're anti-Semitic. I'm not anti anything. I'm anti tyranny is what I am. I'm anti having anybody. I'm anti-vax, too. And I'm anti anybody else coming to our country from another country, being a citizen of another country, running for our state legislatures and passing stuff. Israel is the most apartheid nation in the world. They don't want anybody in there that's not Jewish, period. Why is that okay? Why do they treat Palestinians like this? Why do they treat the Gazans like this? Why do they do this? This is insanity that we sit back and we look at this and we say, it's okay, it's Israel, it's God's people. Wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the same group that Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy. I've read this to you in detail. When God's talking to Moses at the end of the book of Deuteronomy, he says, hey, let me tell you what's going to happen. As soon as you die, they're going to start worshiping other idols. They're going to start sacrificing their children to idols, and they're going to basically leave me, and I'm going to scatter them. They had their big shot in the Old Testament. They blew it. The Rothschild banking cartel put Israel back on the map. God knew it was going to happen. That's why it was basically foretold in Thessalonians that when the third temple gets rebuilt, they're going to bring the Antichrist out, which is going to basically take over the planet by Satan, and then we're supposed to get raptured so we don't have to see any of this stuff. Well, wait a minute. Why does it say that, you know, the, uh, if the end times are not cut short, even the elect wouldn't survive? 
Just thought I'd mention that, okay? So this whole rapture theology has got Christians sitting on their hands waiting to get taken up in the first load. I've heard it directly put that way from the church, you know, from the pulpit. That's why we sit back and we watch this stuff, because if you say anything about Israel, you're going to be cursed. Wait a minute. It's like Chuck Baldwin says. When we started endorsing all the stuff that Israel did in 47, 48, when they became a state, what's happened to our school systems? What's happened to our way of life? What's happened to our inflation? What's, so are we, you know, what's happened to the society as a whole? Austin just said this just a second ago. There are people out there now from these other gangs, and there are people in here that, that were raised in the United States too that are like, I can't just blame on the, on the gangs from other countries. They have no care about life whatsoever. They're brain dead. They, they've been damaged by vaccines. They've been damaged by immunizations. They've been damaged by the Frankfurt School. They've been damaged by just society as a general whole. And they think perversion is okay. They think sex with young children is okay. They think all of this stuff is okay. So how have we been improved in the United States of America since the formation of Israel in the 40s? I'm asking you that question. If we've supported everything Israel does, how are we being blessed? To me, it sounds like we're being cursed. And why are we being cursed? because of our own inability to control the very fabric of our own society and our willingness to allow people to come in our country into our legislatures and rule us. You know, Traffic had warned us about this. He told us what was going on. They put him in prison for seven years because he told everybody what was going on. All of this stuff is part of the plan by the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan who started Israel through the Rothschild banking cartel, through the Balfour Declaration over 100 years ago to bring us into the state of rebuilding the third temple to get the Antichrist, to bring Lucifer's lair back into this planet, to completely control our every thought, every mind of every person in the United States and the world as they did in Genesis 6, as Jesus foretold us that as it was in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 6, so would it be upon the return of the Son of Man when Jesus came back to us see us again. That's what we're doing here, and we're allowing it to happen. We're injecting our children with all kinds of clot shots because they tell us to. We have our money supply controlled by these guys and our interest rates controlled by these guys because this is what we have decided to do under Woodrow Wilson, that syphilis-infected weirdo president we had over 100 years ago. All of this stuff that we have going on right now in the United States is a direct result of our compromise to the Word of God and us not allowing our pastors, because of the Johnson Amendment, to do political stuff due to the 50s. Remember, Lyndon Johnson was a pervert. He's a sicko. He's a sick person, sick person. He was so upset because they were pointing out all of his behavioral issues in the media, he passed the Johnson Amendment to prevent churches from being political and talking about political candidates. Yep. That's who did it. That's why it's called the Johnson Amendment. And now we have got that out there. So the pastors now for the last 70 years have been scared to death to talk about political stuff from the pulpit for fear of losing their 501 c 3 corporation. Yep. And so we've Tax handicapped exemption. them. We've castrated them. We've emasculated them, and they sit in the pulpit and they go, well, the things of God are above the things of this earth, so we don't need to discuss the little things, as they watch people get slaughtered, as they watch their churches empty out, as the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it ones who are only worried about financial gain in most cases, not in all cases, take over Christianity in the United States, then they never talk about repentance. They never talk about Christ crucified. Where are the crosses in your church? I'm asking you that now. I'm going to meddle for a minute. Where are the crosses in your church? Is there still a cross on the wall? Is that still there? Most churches don't have that anymore because Jesus died on that cross. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about repentance. We can't talk about any of this stuff anymore. We can't talk about living a godly life. We can't talk about living a life where your son, your daughter, can drive a bicycle in your neighborhood and not be abducted. That's what happens when you take Christianity out. That's what happens when you take moral out. That's what happens when you take the Christian values of the New Testament out. We get this. This is not okay with me. There was a vision 
of many of the forefathers of this country of what the United States could be, the shining city on a hill. This is not it with open borders and gangs coming in. But yet we sit back because the federal government won't enforce these laws because these are non-citizens on a U.S. soil being supported by the federal government. So we can't force them to obey our laws. So we allow them to rape, kill, rob, destroy and destroy our neighborhoods and to squat like we talked about yesterday in houses in major cities like in Atlanta, 1,200 cities now have 20, 30 people living in one house being basically cannot be evicted. That's where it's coming. It's coming to your neighborhood, too. Call your legislatures up. Say, genug is genug. That means enough is enough in German. We've had enough of this. But do what you need to do. Listen to me. I don't care if you like this show or not. If you don't like the show, I don't know why you're listening to it anyhow. But if you don't like the show because you're just trying to find nasty things to write me in letters, I'd delete you anyhow. So it doesn't make any difference. Why are you paying any attention to us? Take this show today and basically send it out to every single person you know. Send it to your state legislature. We could care less. And tell them, we don't want this anymore. Stop these people from coming across the border and get mass deportation systems going on and get them out of here. Start running 747s back down to you know, South America, just dumping them off at the airport. Say, you guys take your people back. We've had enough of this. Why can't we just get rid of these people? Of course, now you got 20, 30, 40, 50 million, Austin, in the United States. No, yes, yeah, that's, that's it's well, not going to be so well, easy to that's, get rid of. That's what I brought up about this guy that murdered this nursing girl. I said, he got arrested for felony charges in New York, was released was released. Then came down to Georgia, got arrested again for felony shoplifting charges, got released. Then didn't go show up to his court date, had a warrant put out for him, still running around. And I guarantee you, even if they would have caught him with the they'd warrant, let him go they'd have let him go again. It had been non, no bail because again. Federal laws don't apply exactly. to non-American citizens. And this is why I said sometimes, my friends, that it is to be, it's up to us. And sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands with the defense and control and protection of your own family and, and own your own country. property. You're in your own property. property. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if, if you're running around and you're in a state and you have a place that you can legally defend yourself, to me personally, I don't see how you could sit there and have any type of jury convict you of a 22-year-old girl carrying a firearm while she's running if she defended herself against an illegal felon that's here illegally and actually convict her for any type of weapons charge for defending herself. Remember, remember, Nobody's going to do it. Remember Grady Judd said to us a few years ago when Black Lives Matter were rioting everywhere? Yeah. Remember this? This is Grady Judd. And I'm not picking on black people now. I'm, I'm picking on weirdos. Now, that, that, that group was funded by a whole lot of other stuff. Was, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. He said if they come into your house to come whatever – he says, you take your 12-gauge or your gun, and you blow them back out of your house. Yeah. He said, you will not be charged in Polk County for doing this. Yeah. He said Flat that. Out. I love Grady Judd. He's a good friend. He came to Sharon's funeral. I mean, I love the guy. He's an amazing man. I don't know what we're going to do without him. He, so he gets on media. He goes, yeah, just blah, blah. Yeah, I remember they, they, years ago, he always speaks in churches everywhere. And he always comes in full-dress uniform. And a couple of the liberal groups came in and said, you can't do this. You're mixing church and state together, blah, 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 blah. He goes, I'll do whatever I want to do. I'm the sheriff. The only yeah. person who take him out of office is the governor of the state of Florida. Yep. Which he did with Sheriff Israel. Yeah. God, I can't believe his name was Israel, who allowed that Parkland shooting to happen down there. And so he took him out. He said, no. And then Israel ran for office again and was defeated again. And, and he would, and the governor would, DeSantis would have just taken him out of office Dude, again. Sheriff Israel, there were two SWAT team leaders that were coming back from the adjoining counties that heard about the Parkland shooting over the radio. They were Stop. in their squad cars. They showed up. They were the first guys at the scene in Parkland. They were hot still. They still had hot gear in their truck from training, doing SWAT team training all day. And they flat out said, we're here. We're gearing up. We're making entry in there. We will take him out right now. Sheriff Israel said, you will stand down. You are not a county sheriff. You're outside of the county. You will stand down or you'll be arrested. You will not go into the school. 
and they told all the other law enforcement to stand down that showed up. They told all the medics to stand down. They would not let anybody in that school until the shooting was almost completely over with. And do you remember what happened at the end with the helicopter footage? They got a group of hit team walk back out of the back. Oh, yeah, throwing gear in the back. Throwing gear gear into the back of the pickup truck, running all kinds of weapons that these people had never seen before. We we forget all this happened. And DeSantis came in off and says, you're out. Yeah. It's It's like with Gillum. The Democratic candidate, the black guy oh, who was gosh. in the they find him in a meth-fueled gay orgy, orgy. in a hotel, passed out <laughs> after the election, after he lost. Yeah. That was almost the governor of the state of Florida. Oh, remember they were finding boxes of ballots? So we, we caught another alligator in the swamp. We opened him up. Another box of ballots we found. They're, they're all for Gillum. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but it, it was yeah. really stupid. No, it was stupid. They're, they're, they're getting boxes of ballots showing and, up and at that's why we talked about this yesterday. Unless this election in 2024 is fixed, which it has not been. They're going to put in whoever they want to put in. Yeah. And if the folks think that Donald Trump is legit and he's real, he's the one who brought us Operation Warp Speed. He's the one who told us basically that we needed red flag gun laws in every state. And he's the one who wanted the most gay administration in the history of the White House. And he's the one who likes to hang out with porn stars. Just thought I'd mention all that. And so we, he's supposed to be God's gift to creation for us. But the reality is, who is he really? Is he really a 33-degree Mason? I think he is. Is he really part of that whole team? Is he part of what... Otto Kahn said 100 years ago, we could completely control both sides of the narrative, the Republicans and the Democrats. We do whatever we want to do. We hold the earth by its axis with their fingernails that are dripping blood or their fangs that are dripping blood. We hold the earth by its axis and we do whatever we want to do. That's the arrogance and the hubris of these people who control us through money. That's what they believe they can do. That we have no choice. We are peasants in their eyes. And I'm going to say this to them right now. We are the righteousness of God through Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You are nothing to us. Jesus won this victory on the cross. You know that. That's why you were terrified of Christians. That's why you attack us every single time you can. And if Christians only knew the power and the authority they had, we'd put you back in your place. That's the problem. The church has been emasculated because of the Johnson Amendment. So we allow these things, these entities from these other dimensions to run us every which way we're loose. But we've got the power of the Most High God. And God says to us in the book of Ephesians, you put on the full armor of God. And you draw that line in that sand and you stand your ground is what it says. It says that in the word of God. You stand your ground. That's what we do on this show. We stand our ground because we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because we are. And you say, well, what if they kill you? Whatever. You think you're going to live forever? If I go out, I want to go out with my boots on. I want to go out with some nursing home sniveling and urinating on myself. I have no interest in that. They're going to take us out. Let them take us out. We're all going to get to heaven anyhow because we're born again through the blood of the Lamb. So what difference does it make? You stand your ground every single day of your life, and you realize you, we, can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including stand against this tyranny that's enveloped us. Because it shows like this that are going to tell you the truth every single day and encourage you to not wear a mask, encourage you to not take a clot shot, encourage you to tell your children, just maybe we don't need to give you 86 vaccines, just maybe we need to homeschool you with a homeschool co-op, just maybe we don't have to state indoctrinate you, and maybe we don't have to have gay, pedophile, transgender counselors in your school talking to you and giving you advice. Just maybe we're not going to do that today. What do you think, Oz? I think you need to take some more tribulus fuel. Your testosterone's not high enough today. <laughs> Golly. But no, no, it, no. Well, no, it, it, the valid point, though. I should, though, I should show the cat picture. Give him my eyes. The cat there. picture, yeah. You're probably going to get some of those. Well, and, and part of though what you're saying, and this is what I talk about at all time, and it rolls back to what I said at the beginning of the show, is it's how much do you want to knowingly consent to a lot of this stuff? 
How many pesticides and herbicides do you want to eat in your food? No, how much poison? How much poison do you want to put in your body? And your children. How much? How, how, how many? How many shots do you want to? Do you want to give your child an RNA gene therapy shot that was originally built by DARPA in 2012 and then started getting modified in 2016, 2017? That suddenly now has come out and it's safe and effective, which is a cold, total lie. I mean, I totally showed you guys the articles here. It's every single time you turn around, myocarditis, like the number one topic with heart inflammation with young kids. Do you, do you want to consent and give your six-month-old that shot? Do you want to go along with that? Do you want to keep giving money to certain companies and certain businesses that are diametrically opposed to your views and your beliefs? Do you want to keep continually going and spending money at Starbucks when they knowingly say that they match all of their employees' donations to, uh, you know, basically to Planned Parenthood for abortions? Do you want to do that? And it's your choice. Everybody's got a choice. Churches do that all the time. Have Starbucks uh, as a church. Yeah, that, that, that to me, that to me is one of the most hypocritical, ironic things. Especially the Baptists. When you go, when you go to these churches and they have their own Starbucks op in the church, and I'm sitting there looking at it, I just shake my I don't, I've never attended a church more than once that I've seen that, and I, I just step out of it. I, I can't sit there because I know Starbucks policy. I know what they support. I know what they match. I know what they donate to. And I know when the CEO of Starbucks said, if you're a Second Amendment supporter and want to carry a firearm, we ask you to please take your business elsewhere. I mean, you can't be more direct with me than that. I mean, I, I understood the assignment. Goodbye. I won't be back. <laughs> let's just let's just get past that. So again, my friends, decide what you want to support. Decide what you want to go along with, and decide what your convictions are. I appreciate all the support of Health Masters. You guys know we got a bunch of kits on sale right now. I'm going to be changing a bunch over this week. The vitamin E, the super potent E, on sale for product of the week. Really helps out with cardiovascular health. Be sure to check that out on sale. And also too, the healthy testosterone support kit, which I don't. I think Ted has quite enough of that today. <laughs> That's got the HGH Stimulate with the E already on sale, along with the Tribulus Fuel, the Ultimate Multiple, and the Zinc. Really, really good simplistic stack that works really well at boosting testosterone, helping out with energy and mental acuity. So, again, check that out at healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. We're working on a whole lot. <laughs> this, this, is, this, this isn't me. There's this a cat. <laughs> Thank you, my friends. You guys have a good one. We'll talk oh, to you God. again tomorrow, as always. Thank you so much. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>